0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and otherwise identified, welcome to what is the first episode ever of Dinner With Podcast. And tonight, uh, myself and Gia are joined by a very special guest, um, which we'll get to very shortly, and we'll ask him who his dream dinner guest would be. Uh, in just a moment but before we do that gee I want to just say a quick hello to you mate it's been forever since you and I have sat down and had a a conversation how you doing what's happening in your world
1: happy g'day I'm back down under back in warm waters in my usual habitat and yeah you're right it's been it's been a minute I think we last time we were teeing off for a round of golf at Avoka Beach I think it was And I think uh, it wasn't so long ago that you and I
0: also sat down with our guest today. And I wanted to ask you a quick question, G, how you'd feel about this. And you can just tell me to go and get you know what. But how would you feel about this special guest joining us on this new podcast journey? How about him being a regular weekly co-host alongside myself
1: and the G-Man? Oh, more the merrier. I like this lad. I like this lad. Good character. He's wearing a beautiful shirt today. So, um, yeah, I'd be on board with that for sure. It doesn't
0: It doesn't bother you that he's from the eastern suburbs of Sydney? It's okay?
1: Oh, look, once upon a time, that really did bug me, um, the culture down there. But because you've made, made yourself at home there, I've had to put that aside. You know, I've jumped that hurdle. I'm on the other side, uh, and it's all smooth sailing from here.
0: Well, let's get straight to
1: him. Uh, without further ado, we are joined
2: by Benjamin himself. Benny, how are you? Yeah, very well. Thanks, mate. Very well. Thank you for uh, having me, boys. It's good to be back. Well, it's, it's great to have you back again. Uh, what's been happening in the world of Ben? Oh, the podcast isn't long enough for that, mate. It's too much. <laughs> 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 there's uh, there's oh. too much. Um, yeah, just want to keep my head down, mate. Stay out of trouble usual uh, well sometimes just trouble with, it, it finds a way
0: doesn't it but look we could talk about trouble all day uh but to, today the podcast it is dinner with and ben we ask you as our first guest and future co-host if you pass today's test your dream
2: dinner guest who's it gonna be i'm very nervous now today's test i didn't realize today was a uh, under scrutiny but We'll give it a whirl, give it a whirl. I didn't know Um, I
1: was going to be facilitating a test either, Ben, so you and I are both shocked. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, Yeah, so my dinner guest, um, we thought about it long and hard, Um, and we have done with Sir David Attenborough. Oh, Oh. what a choice. And for
0: those listening, and it is the first episode of Dinner With, Uh, The premise of the show is that we sit down with a guest each week and we ask them who their dream dinner guest would be and we start to dive in and uncover why it is that they've selected this person and get to uh, understand a bit more around about the kind of dinner conversation, maybe the choice of meal, who knows, we'll just see where the night takes us. But Ben, you've picked Sir David Attenborough, gee, let me ask you straight up, where does the great man sit in terms of broadcasters in your eyes?
1: Oh, look, in terms of Sirs, he'd definitely have to be a top 10. Uh, he's definitely up there. <laughs> queen doesn't hand him out too often. So he'd definitely be in the, in the top 10.
0: Doesn't she? I mean, who who is a Sir? I mean, there's probably thousands of them that have picked up the Sir label. Ben, uh, surely the Queen gives them out pretty pretty frequently. I don't know. This is your territory.
2: I thought you were asking me then when you said Ben. I was like, Ben? Question mark. Have you been knighted? Oh, <laughs> uh, I've seen the things you've got up to, Ben.
0: There's no way you're getting knighted, mate. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, I I have actually turned it down. You know, I'm, I'm in Australia now. My loyalties are somewhat here. I had to just say, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I'm over here now. I'll
1: tell you what. I'll tell you what it was that when I realised that the the knight knighthood. Is that what you call it? The knighthood yep. is not as yep. highly regarded. Is when they gave one to former England cricket captain Mr. Strauss or Sir Strauss, I should say. I was like, Wait, well you're just giving them out now. It's like giving away a free coffee when you after you've got ten, you know? Oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> so basically the Queen's knighted ten people and said, Oh, I've got a bonus on up my sleeve. Strauss, you get on over here, mate, you'll take it. Well he's born in South Africa, isn't he, Ben? He so was uh he, Kevin Peterson. He got he got knighted as well,
2: wasn't he?
1: Proves my point. He was obviously the eleventh and on the after the ten and Straussy was the twenty first <laughs> after the next ten.
2: Well there's a trend that um, she's knighting everybody that isn't English.
1: Yeah, so. But done something for
2: <laughs> <in> England. You've <laughs> heard
0: of you both. Um so Sir so David Attenborough, Ben, where did your I guess your affinity to the great man, where where did that start and, and Why have you selected him as your dream dinner guest?
2: To be completely honest with you, I mean, what a fascinating man it would be. Although, you know, you could probably pick a slightly more comical dinner guest for sure. Um, But I think you could almost just sit there and just listen to what he had to say. And there's very few people in the world, um, dead or alive, um, that I think you could genuinely sit there and not have a word to say and for hours they could just tell you exactly where they've been um fun fact there's rumors that he was uh one of the most traveled men ever in history um and just being able to tell you about everywhere that he's been and everything that he's seen i think that would just be yeah. unbelievable don't you yeah well he's been to like every every corner of the world and i mean with, without
0: doubt he's he would be the most traveled at least the most travelled broadcaster i think um but you're right. I, for me, uh, with with Sir David Attenborough, even him just reading the menu when <laughs> we sit down, his whispering. He's whispering, <laughs> he's whispering uh, speech style, which is I, I'd be in awe. I would just sit back and say, "Can you say?" steak medium well done again one more time for me please (laughs) not that i would actually boys i'd I'd never order medium well done that's terrible i always order um rare rare or medium rare but anyway um i just uh, i know we're gonna get people you know texting in messaging in we've got a big social media presence guys i don't have it medium well done
1: (laughs) just on that i'm glad you brought up steak because would you order steak in front of (laughs) sir dayton attenborough because if you got i get mine rare right wouldn't that be like him going to work (laughs) 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, vegeta-
1: I wouldn't order this is, steak I'd probably eat vegetarian that day.
2: Is he a vegetarian?
1: Is he? But it also depends who's
2: who's paying, by the way. Before you go vegetarian, G.
1: Oh, you've got to buy him dinner. You you can't <laughs> get the great the great Sir David Attenborough out and make ben. him pay. <laughs> ben, Ben,
2: Ben, Ben, Ben. Hey, you have to become dinner. Australian, Ben. <laughs> he's, he's having this conversation in alternate universe and he's saying his ultimate dinner guest is me. So actually I think, you know,
1: ah, so ah. Ben from Coogee. <laughs> Bondi. Bondi, Bondi. Bondi. He, he doesn't, Bondi. he doesn't step
0: outside of Bondi. He's in the bubble. Um. So Ben, so hmm. David Attenborough, um, you know, from what, what we know of him on the surface, fascinating guy, lots of travel. Um, He doesn't see himself as an animal lover, but more – he's just super – he's really interested uh, and intrigued by animals and has this really deep – it seems like a real deep connection to the way the planet works, uh, which – I mean, it's it's easy for someone to be on the surface, be into animals. Maybe get a pet. Maybe I don't know, um, get a Cavoodle and take it for a walk down to Rose Bay or something like that. But yep. for David Attenborough, it's beyond just uh, you know a, a love of animals, and he's just really intrigued, interested, and and I guess his way of being able to show um, the unique structure of the animal world to our living rooms is something that everyone will be forever great.
2: No, 100%, I couldn't agree more. Um, and like you say as well, going back to, you know, if he's ordering off the menu, um, <laughs> just his voice is so calming. And you know, I remember back in the UK, I'd sit down with my grandparents and my and my mum and whoever else in the family at the time. But yeah, we'd have our, we'd have a Sunday roast and then we'd go and sit on the couch and we'd watch, you know, like Blue Planet or Frozen Planet or Our Planet. I could just reel them off. Um, But one one of them, and yeah, it's just a great watch.
1: That's a good point, mate. Like, is is he like obviously he's well known around the world, and we watch his documentaries from here to there. But is he more of like a household name in the UK, like an icon?
2: Massively, yeah. Even like my partner now, Wendy, she always goes, "I can watch David Attenborough." She loves Sunday afternoon, glass of wine, couch, David Attenborough.
1: Yeah, wow. There you go. And just going back to reading off the menu, like, um, no, seriously, though, have you ever been to, like, one of those dinners when you're not actually sure when you start eating because everyone's talking and you don't want to be the first one? You can't, you can't be know. the first. You yeah, can't yeah so first. if he's talking, and, and like, like Ben said, like, great stories, like, you'd be hanging off every word. When do you start eating? You can't interrupt the man with a fork and knife <laughs> playing it on the plate. Yeah, this is a real conundrum, like, the dream dinner. <laughs> You've got the
0: dream dinner guest, but what about if you never actually get around to having a bite of of the dinner?
2: Um, yeah.
0: Does that diminish exactly. the experience, or does Sir David Attenborough and his his stories, his personality, his voice does that just completely exceed um, anything you could possibly eat, Ben?
2: Well, I mean, if he's if he's going through all of his stories and you're there, you've ordered a fantastic entree. I don't know. You've got some pate, whatever you've got. And he's there talking. And if what you're saying, G you, you don't want to interrupt the man by taking that first bite, mm.
1: how
2: do you how do you, do you do you make eye contact? Do you sort of make eye contact with him and then look at your food? What what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Do you just go for it? Do you just I do reckon, it? I,
1: see I would go for it, but I'm not the best reader of these scenarios. I think but it's kind of like that's a Dave. I was just
0: going to say, I reckon it's like when he, it depends if it's just you and him having the dinner or if you've got other guests. In this scenario, let's assume someone as high profile as David Attenborough probably has some minders. He probably has some people around him. The party's more than just one. People looking after him. Um, I'm guessing he doesn't like, probably doesn't own a wallet. Someone probably takes care of everything for him. Um, so maybe it's the time, like, when he's glancing at somebody else, you quickly have a quick quick bite.
1: <laughs> and after he has about 10 glances, he looks over your plate and notices just a piece of lettuce on there. <laughs> Imagine if you ordered, like, prawns for entrees and then he starts telling you this wicked story, this wicked story about prawns and, you know, their predators and whatever else, and then you can't eat it. Like, you can't eat it after that. <laughs> But not only eat it, you've got to peel the prawns as well. Like, it's Yeah. Or <laughs> well, like you order the crab and they bring all the utensils and stuff. <laughs> and then he starts saying like, you know, did you yeah. know that a crab is actually, and then it's like, I mean, he's just telling me they're almost going extinct and I'm about to mung into one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but also that you're, um, risky, you're risking as well, if you're about to get into your crab or getting into whichever, whatever meal you've got, you are also risking him blowing up into a full, narrow net narration of you eating. Imagine if you started narrating your <laughs> eating habits. That would be amazing. You'd have to have good dinner yeah. dinner behavior, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so for for those that are listening in and don't know a whole lot about David Attenborough, Sir David Attenborough, um, boys, he's 95 years old. Uh, the guy's been around what seems like more than that i mean i remember like my parents and grandparents talking about sir david attenborough um all the amazing things he's done from black and white tv into the color era and now making films in what was hd and then super hd and whatever the came after that i don't know 4k and 8k and all the k's except the kkk we don't mention those on this show but the guy has been through so much technological change um He's seen it all. Ninety-five. Imagine what you've seen if you are 95 years old. You've seen war. You've seen political change. You've seen communism. You've seen um, capitalism. You've seen democracy come and go in countries. He's been to the guy, 95, seen it all. Ben, what is the first question you want to ask Sir David Attenborough as he sits down for that dream meal?
2: Oh. Can I start my entree yet, please, Sir David? <laughs> no, <it's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean, the... Uh, well, what are you going to have for your entree,
1: Ben, then? Let's start great, with the easy one. What's, a great, what's the entree? Where are you going to take him? Where are you going to take him? Any oh, restaurant in...
2: There? My goodness. This is really putting me on the spot. <clears throat> where well, Ben, we gonna... I
0: mean, Ben, Ben, you're, you're a little bit of a food critic these days. You've entered that world. Um, maybe there's a nice restaurant or bar that in in Sydney's
2: east that you'd like to take him to? Or maybe no. somewhere
0: back home, somewhere that something of a distant memory or maybe a roast dinner on a Sunday?
2: Yeah, probably a roast dinner. I think he's a traditional man. I can imagine him being very traditional. I think a roast dinner and maybe like a nice pint of like solid ale. Um, I think he would, uh, yeah, he'd be a fan of that.
0: Okay. But first so question.
2: You... First question for yeah. Sir David. What made you get into your industry in the first place what made you decided you wanted to which is a not a silly question I know everyone probably wants to travel the world but he's done it with such a passion he really cares about it like you say um he's done so much for you know nature and preserving wildlife and he's just wanted to educate people whilst he's had the best time of his life so I think yeah that would be my question as to you know why what was your big driver um, as to getting into it all
0: Not a bad – gee, I said today it's going to be about critiquing Ben, seeing whether he can be a continuing co-host of the podcast (laughs) as we bring on new guests. The opening question, we rate it. That's what we like to do on the show, um, a score of 1 to 10. Uh, It's the Dinner With podcast, and it's Dinner With Sir David Attenborough. The first question that that Ben, our guest for the night, um, wants to ask Sir David is what made him get into this particular industry? G, please provide us with a bit
1: of critique. All right. Well, Ben, sorry to be critical, mate, but I am being asked to critique. I'd probably give that a 7.9 out of 10. Yeah, I think uh, it's almost an 8, but not quite. But reason for the 7.9, pretty interesting question, but also feel like, come on, mate, it's a bit original, asking someone who's got a good Mm. career how they got into the career. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Well, look, this
0: is uh, riveting stuff. Um, the one that the, the thing that I found really interesting with Sir David Attenborough was that um, if you heard about this story that he was like um, was was in a stare off. So you remember, like when you would you you stare at somebody and whoever blinked first, they lost the battle. Do you remember this game that yeah. you would do, like as a kid? And he. He had a stare-off um, with a mountain gorilla. What? Like that in itself is incredible. <laughs> but what gets more incredible is I'll ask you, who do you reckon wins the battle of a stare-off between Sir David Attenborough and the Rwandan mountain gorilla?
2: Oh, my money's on Sir DA. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> There's a few questions, though. Is, it, is there a pane of glass in between them? Is he literally just next to them? Is, he, is there protection? What's yeah, the put some, Is there a scenario? Put some,
1: context, put some context into it. Did the mountain gorilla approach him for the dare? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, we're talking, it's 1979.
0: So we have colour TV, um, and he's filming in, uh, in Africa, And it's completely a a chance uh, encounter with the mountain gorilla. Uh, There's a bit of distance between them, but there's no glass. We're in the wild. And they just lock eyes and and enter this stare competition, uh, complete stare off. Uh, And look, as the story goes, Sir DA, gee, you're on the money, didn't blink. The mountain gorilla did. And he's the reigning... Human mountain go- gorilla stare-off competition
1: winner in
0: Rwanda <laughs> even to this day. What oh, what a guy.
2: What a legend.
1: He's paying two dollars ten. That's probably where um <laughs> that's that's probably where that's probably where Queenie, you know, she watched that documentary and she's like, I've got to knight this bloke one day. What
2: a legend. Checking, I reckon so too. Checking him um, and Queen E had a stare-off as well. <laughs> well possibly. Um I would
0: put my money on Queenie if I'm if I've got to pick one.
1: I hope they don't do it at this age because um, there might only be one person walking away. <laughs> wow. So Ben, you, you mentioned about like understanding from
0: Sir David Attenborough's perspective why he, or how he got into the industry. Why did he get into it? Um, but in terms of like his own heroes, he mentions that for him, one of his biggest heroes was a Canadian man by the name of Ernest Thompson-Seaton. Now, that name probably doesn't mean a lot to any of us, or no. probably any of our listeners, but this is a guy who, uh, from Canada, he's he's a ranger. He's a park ranger on the prairies um, of, of California, actually. And uh, so I guess you're talking about that, that, um, that range you know, from California stretching up to the Canadian border. And this guy, Ernest, um, he, he was a writer. He would write about his experiences on the prairies. And for David Attenborough, he said that this guy just wrote such brilliant books, that that was uh, such a thought of uh, provoking uh, experience for him and, and really led to him entering the industry. Uh, so we've got this, uh, I guess, a, a global influence, you might say. Uh, probably not one that most of us would have picked, but um yeah just a humble ranger on the prairies may have been that uh I guess the the influence for Sir David how does that make you feel Ben?
2: Well I guess it shows a lot about Sir David right it shows that he's very intrigued by the world and he's obviously gone out is there a I don't know if you've looked into it, is there like a backing as to how they met or how he found out about him was it just like a you know research or did they meet or
0: it was just simply like the the books were suggested to him by you know as you you meet and greet you meet people and and you know you've got shared interests and someone just said oh you should really read uh, some of Ernest's books um, and the way that he kind of paints a picture of life on the prairies um, and we now know you know he's covered every every inch of of the globe he's he's been to he's filmed he's the most travelled guy as you said Ben um, but pretty pretty phenomenal that his hero is someone. Uh, that we know
2: very little about. Must be a very modest guy.
0: Got a question for you, Ben. So, he's your dream dinner guest. You claim to be a fan, a super fan. In fact, uh, super you're... fans pushing
2: it. Super fans pushing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but your 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 beautiful fiance as well. Uh, you said on a Sunday loves nothing more than sitting down with a glass of Savvy B and um, watching a bit of Sir D A. Now. Which animal do you think he would like to be if he could choose um, to be an animal? Great well, question. Actually, before before you enter that, boys, what about <laughs> for you two? I want to know, if you had to pick an animal, what are you going to pick? Benny?
2: Look, you'd have to be a cheater only because they are rapid and for all the listeners out there, pace is not on my side in real life. I'm pretty slow. So uh, I think a cheater would be my uh, would be my go-to. So for those also listening
0: at home, so uh, Ben and I are in the same uh, touch touch rugby comp- uh, team. We're playing a competition um, in in Sydney's East, and there's a, a chap uh, in the team. His name is uh, we just call him Weddy. Uh, and Ben, you often challenge him to a, a running competition to see who's the fastest. Yeah. Uh, it's true. You're yet to win one. By a mile. So, it makes sense why the cheetah would be your preferred animal. Makes sense. Okay? Pretty quick.
2: But I don't think he would... I don't think that... I wouldn't want to be a gorilla. Was it a gorilla that he won the stare-off with? Because automatically you're going, you know, 0-1 to Sadie D, A. And I don't want that record.
0: Look, you're starting... You'd definitely be uh, way behind... um, what about you? And for me, I always wanted to be a dolphin. Um few reasons. Uh, they do things for pleasure. Not just, not just the naughty stuff, but they also, with dolphins, if you're out in the water, whether you're swimming um, or you're going for a surf, the dolphins will also catch waves. And there's nothing for them to gain from this except just pure pleasure. They catch the wave, and at the end, when the wave's finished, they jump off the back in the air um, and then go back out to where the waves are breaking and catch another wave. Like, there's nothing else they're looking to do, and I just think that's super cool that there's another animal that's not just eating, fucking, um, you know, and killing. That There's other animals that are just looking to do stuff to make them happy. Yeah. Um, Gee, what about for you, mate? What would be uh, the animal of your choice if you could be an animal?
1: Well, as you know from our random detour in Malaysia uh, and my recent picks from Jamaica, definitely be a crocodile. Prehistoric animal, still survive. You know, we're all about survival of the fittest, to use the great Sir DA's words. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be a crocodile for sure.
2: When were you two in Malaysia?
1: Oof. Many moons ago, I tr- I've
0: tried to block that out from <laughs> all memory. Any stories?
1: He, uh, yeah, man, we were riding bikes in the monsoon, and uh, Amazing. we didn't. We thought we were fine, but yeah, then a monsoon came down, and then Sean surprised me with a detour to see the the crocodile farm, which was That's a ripper. Right, it was. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Oh, what you do in a monsoon? You take cover. You find a parking lot to to put your motorbikes. And then it turns out that it's the parking lot for a bloody uh, crocodile, uh, whatever it was.
1: What do you call it? It was a farm,
0: crocodile farm. Yeah,
1: Yeah. we we fed some some young ones. One of my favourites, Da Docos, is actually along the Nile River in Africa, Um, and he he does yeah he does some stuff with some crocodiles there, and um, yeah I loved. I've watched that on YouTube a few times on a Saturday night. Nice.
0: They're like an old man youtube david attenborough saturday night
1: uh well ben and wendy have no. wine and watch it on sundays so clearly it it's a feel thing sunday like sunday of- sunday's, <laughs> sunday's, got to sundays be a little feel. bit more yeah it's a little,
2: yeah you can winding down from a stressful week and you know a very hectic saturday nothing better. You reckon, but on a saturday you come, on.
0: You reckon, come on don't you reckon Sunday feels like it, you feel a day like, for me, today's Tuesday doesn't really have a feel. But, like, a like Friday has a feel, definitely. Saturday definitely has a feel. Sunday it's a bit of a relax. It's more the afternoon. Definitely has a feel. Monday, you. It's, you guys, are you riding the same wave as me here?
1: I hear you. I hear you. But keep in mind, I work in real estate. So, Saturday's a work day for me. So, um, you know, my Saturday That's vibe. Your Friday. Saturday yeah. or
0: Friday. So on a so that's Friday, my that's chill. Even worse. Friday night, you're sitting at home on
1: YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind, um, you know, I've just kicked off, so shout out to Saro Property Group, official sponsor of the show. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna close with that, but you've just you've said it up front, so whatever.
2: Uh, <laughs> go, 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 go. really quickly, going back to the week thing, this is commonly talked about um where Monday, you're like, right, okay, you've got to get up to work. You've got to go. You've just got to get on with it, start of the week. It gets to Tuesday, and you're like, well, it's not the start of the week. It's not the middle of the week. I can't quite look forward to the weekend yet. What is this day? Wednesday, (laughs) hump day is perfect. Wednesday, you're like, oh, my God, we are here. We are over the halfway line. Thursday, you may as well call it Friday. You may as well. (laughs) Especially in (laughs) Australia, especially in Australia. They love it. They love an early mark on a Friday. Oh, Thursday is as good as Friday.
1: (laughs) There's nothing like an early mark on a Friday. And, yeah, Thursday starts to wind down around 9.30 a.m. You know, you kick off, you're all energetic. But around 9.30 on Thursday, you're starting to roll into Friday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So for David Attenborough, his animal of choice is actually the sloth. Oh. Comes as a surprise to you, Ben, your dream dinner guest. Um, Basically, across the table now, you're staring at a sloth.
2: Are you saying that a sloth beat a gorilla in a stare-off?
0: <laughs> yeah, and so have you seen sloths? It's like they don't blink and they don't move. They're just like the slowest creature on the earth.
1: Yeah, the catch is the sloth was actually asleep. So the mountain, the mountain gorilla didn't even know. But the sloth was, <laughs> I was I just having a I'm now.
0: pretty sure they sleep with their eyes open. So you wouldn't know whether you're in a stare-off or whether well, the guy's just have a nap.
1: Pretty, pretty sure it's not really good enough for the podcast, so go, wow. and, go and do some homework, and uh, <laughs> until you prove me wrong, I'm right.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so, Benny, you've got David Attenborough, um, Sir David Attenborough, be knighted, uh, despite the stare-off with Queen E. Um, now, he's sitting down. You've had your appetizer while you know, you've got to know him. You've asked your opening question. Um, now, you, while he's answering why you got into the industry, he's talking about... Ernest, the Canadian writer, you have quickly scoffed down your entree. Maines are coming out now. Look, you want to eat your main, you can't eat unless he's talking. So, what okay. is your follow-up question? How do you get him talking for long enough to get through your main meal?
2: Well, after G very uh, harshly critiqued my first question, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to firstly apologise for my bad question to him. I'll say sorry, Sir David Ambra um <laughs> i'm so sorry for that terrible question um yeah
1: seven seven's a pass so you just pass with a 7.9 <laughs> if um, thursday's a friday then call day, a
2: 7.9 yeah,
0: and eight like seriously oh,
2: perfect what day what day what day are we out for dinner is it are we getting loose are we having a few shandies or we, is this like monday where we're just oh, like he, he sat down i sat down we're like yeah. let's just get on with it
0: it's a G Saturday, so it's actually Friday, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's what do you want? It's it's probably for him. It's going to be a late lunch, early dinner, because the guy's going to be dead. <laughs> at ninety five, his day finishes at seven p.m. <laughs> yeah, he's one of, You know when you wonder like, why do they do meal specials at like four p.m., five p.m.?
1: It's because of Sir David. That's why. <laughs> It's it's for some it's the early bird special, but for others it's a late night snack. <laughs> <laughs> so Benny, mains are coming out. It's probably look for your benefit.
0: It's Friday 5 p.m. Main meals coming out. You want to have the bite? You need to ask a question.
2: What are you going to ask? Look, I'm going to be sensible still. It's it's only main course. We've still got dessert to come. We've still got a little you know after after a meal drink. So I'm going to ask him what's next i'll ask him what's wow
0: next. a guy who's 95 i'm asking, <laughs> him, I'm asking him what is next, next?
2: How, do, how does it what's his fitness regime how does he how does he keep <laughs> how have you managed to travel? like this is a serious question right this is a good one in all seriousness you've traveled the world you've seen some incredible things you've basically been to every country there is you're now sitting down scoffing your 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 250 gram, I feel it steak in front of me. How have you kept yourself in such good nick? You are 95. And you've flown all the way to Sydney to see me. How do you do it? What's your secret? <laughs> this this
1: guy, that, I'll give that question to nine, just for the aud- audacity. Like <laughs> this guy's got this ultimate resume, 95 years of excellence. He's been knighted, and Benny's not satisfied. He wants to know, mate. mate, that's all right, but what are you doing now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well the critiques in uh, Benny flying colors uh, so the wait staff uh, come over and they say look we, we notice you've you guys have been in enthralling conversation um, you've got through your mains it's dessert time now so desserts come out and in your mind you're thinking I don't have a long left where, with Sir DA time is ticking he's off to bed in a moment Desserts are coming out. You've got one final question. What do you hit the great man with?
2: Forgive the immaturity, but we are towards the end of the night. We've had some serious questions.
0: Please don't say you're going to ask him back to your hotel room. (laughs) Not appropriate.
2: (laughs) Keys in the bowl. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Go on, David. Get him in there. Get him Um... in there. You and Lizzie, get them in there. David, with respect, you have traveled the world. You've seen some things. Can I ask this question? This is really inappropriate. What is the magic number? Have you got a flag in every country, David? (laughs) 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 This is after we've had, look, just to to paint the picture and for context, we've had five old fashions at this point. Conversation's gone very south. And I've asked him his magic number. Has he got a flag? in each of the many countries he's been to.
0: Gee, we're over to you for uh, the final critique of the first episode um, of the Dinner With podcast. Benny wants to know, <laughs> has Davy Boy been very active in each country he's been to? Uh,
1: can you offer us a final critique? Final critique of, of, uh, of Benny's, yeah. Ripped it. He started off a bit slow, but he's finishing strong. And I think he's picked the right guests, the right vibes, the right, the right meal, maybe not. Don't think I'd order a rare steak in front of Sir DA. But, uh, yeah, no, I think uh, Benny passes. Flying colours.
0: Well, Benny, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on as our first guest for the first episode of Dinner With, the podcast. Tonight it's been all about Dinner With sir david attenborough um gee we've got one final question for you would you like to see benny back next week
1: yeah bring him back bring him back well done ben
2: too kind too kind thank you very much (laughs) well (laughs) boys and girls otherwise identified
0: thanks for joining us it has been the first episode of the dinner with podcast we'll be back again with a special guest who has a special dinner guest bye for now